This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, hustlers. We know that this 2024, the entrepreneurial journey is filled with challenges. An often overlooked aspect is the time-consuming task of processing payroll and managing government requirements. And did you know that the average admin spends a whopping 50 hours per month dealing with just government compliance? That's time you could be spending on growing your business, or let's be honest, taking a well-deserved break. But fear not, we got a game changer for you. Introducing Sprout Solutions and their tailored solutions for MSMEs called the Payroll Starter. With Sprout Solutions Payroll Starter, you can finally reclaim your time and get your life back on track. Say goodbye to the stress of remembering tax dates or worrying about missed payroll runs. This bundle is designed to make your life easier and your business more efficient. And here's the best part. The cost starts just at 5,000 pesos per month for businesses with up to 10 employees. Yep, you heard that right. That's just 5,000 pesos per month. So why spend another minute drowning in payroll paperwork when Sprout can revolutionize the way you manage your payroll and government requirements? Take the first step towards a more efficient business today. Visit sprout.ph slash monthly 5 k If you missed that, don't worry. We have it in the description box of this episode. So click that too. And again, big shout out to Sprout Solutions because your time is too valuable to be spent on paperwork. Reclaim it with their payroll starter. Now let's begin this episode. The Hustle Share Podcast is brought to you by Payoneer, a digital payment platform that provides online money transfer with its fast, flexible, secure, and low-cost solutions. Businesses across the world can pay and get paid globally. Visit Payoneer.com now. Also by Caliber. It's the easiest, most convenient way to get hired. Caliber Tailor fits the perfect job for you based on your unique skills. Hire the best people for your company at www.caliber.com and use the promo code HUSTLESHARE. Caliber, where jobs find you. And Chatbot PH, save time and effort for your business. Automate how your team does customer service, marketing, and key redundant processes, all by using a chatbot. Invest in your own chatbot now and use AI to run your business. Go to www.chatbot.ph Resilience is less about um, solving things in the moment. It's about learning to feel the pain but work in spite of the pain. Welcome to Hustle Share, the podcast that features the daily grinds of unique hustlers around the world to show not our differences, but that our hustles are very much alike. Now here's your host, Ronster Baipyong. Welcome to episode 59 of the Hustle Share podcast. My name is Ronster, and I'm your host. And this episode is powered by Payoneer, a digital payment platform that provides online money transfer, empowering businesses around the world to grow globally. 
We are a proud affiliate of the Podcast Network Asia, but before we begin this episode, we'd like to remind you that there's not safe for work language in this podcast, so make sure there are no kids when you're listening to this. Because today, we're going to be talking about failure a lot. But it's not just about failure, because we're going to be talking about how you triumph beyond failure with two guests that have been through this and have triumphed through that. And their names is Kathleen Tan and Xiao Chu of Rumor Rocket. And today, Kath and Xiao will share with us how they started out Rumor Rocket and how they were able to create a startup out of joining Startup Week in Manila and how they were able to find investors right away from the get-go that eventually led them to launch right away. However, things didn't go as planned and they had to pivot several times all the way to Kathleen almost committing suicide when things didn't go well. And this is an amazing story of resilience and pivoting in startup life because they will also share a lot of tips on how you can actually be gritty, how to pivot, and how to turn your startup towards profitability. So if you're ready to learn the hustle behind Rumor Rocket, let's begin this episode right now. Welcome to the latest episode of the Hustle Share Podcast. We are with the winners. And they're not just winners because they are going to the granddaddy of them all. They are a representative. Uh, if the Sea Games is happening right now, they've already pre-won. So congratulations to you guys. Um, I re- we have in the show rocket scientists. Just kidding. <laughs> but they are from Rumor Rocket. Welcome to the show, Kathleen Yu and Xiao Chu. Welcome to the show. All right. Thank you. So glad Thanks, to be on Sean. here. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So, guys, um, I've known you for a while. Uh, I've known you for a while, but we haven't really talked. And we were always in the grapevine, you know, just like, uh, I've known Ruma Rocket guys. I remember, let me just uh, backtrack here a little bit. First time I actually encountered someone for your, from your team is uh, uh, when Re- Richard won. Did he used to work with you guys? Yeah, actually. He's now a celebrity and a YouTuber. <laughs> Right. You Richard know. was one of our early collaborators. Correct. I'm glad he's doing well now. Yeah. No, he he he's so passionate but again, just also goes to show he has some brains into him. He's not just a typical, you know, uh celebrity that just talks without any substance. This guy really knows his hustle. And I remember him telling me that you know, what you guys are trying to do and help out uh you know, people that are looking for side hustles or hustles to, to do, which is what we do in the show. But before I get too carried away and call call it too much, guys, what's your hustle? Um, so basically, we combine behavioral science mm-hmm. and AI modeling wow. uh, to help companies um, understand their talent. Wow. What we realize now is the workforce is changing yep. and different companies have, have found different ways to solve this problem. Okay. Some of them do it through recruitment. Okay. You increase the number of um, suitable candidates that mm-hmm. you recruit okay. and um, through that, basically, 
basically you get better talent. Mm. Uh, what we realized it was more about the talent culture, how companies understand their people okay. could actually define uh, what kind of people they were able to retain and promote. So nice. we built AI models around that. And basically to answer questions like, um, is your high performer about to leave? Or um, what kind of skills do you look for when you're promoting leaders? Wow. And basically, um, how do you incentivize people? Like companies here normally do it as a... Bonus, whatever. Yeah, I right. give everybody a bonus. Mm -hmm. But different people are motivated by different things. Absolutely, I agree. Some people want to learn. Mm -hmm. um, other people are looking for strong relationships. Yeah, in their culture. Yeah, You're right. Culture. Mm -hmm. And then there are people who look for meaning. They want to stand for something. And That's why you asked me the meaning of life <laughs> before we recorded. Okay. I was like, what is this girl asking me? Yeah. We, okay. And then? Uh, so basically what we realized there is... Mm -hmm. um, when companies say we don't understand millennials or okay. we don't understand um, this Gen Xers or people. It's yeah, that's really prejudice. That's it, you know. <laughs> and uh, people, borderline ignorance because, you know, it's always that generational yeah. gap thing, you know. It's like, ah, oh, Gen Gap, shout out to our other uh, podcast. We have a podcast here that talks about the generation gaps yeah. between people, you know, similar similarities and differences. Which is led by Ryan, our producer. Shout out to you, wherever you are. Power. Okay, now, um, I want to track back before we get carried away because I know this is not the initial thing you guys did. Yeah. You've been around for quite a while. And uh, before we press the record button earlier, if you, there's a benchmark into startup life, right? That if you don't make it past year three, mm. you're pretty much fucked or you're dead right um but you made it past year three and let's talk back on how you were able to evolve to currently how it is but before we do that let's ride a hustle share time machine and talk about how you started out let's start with you Xiao first uh what was your first hustle growing up because i'm looking at your linkedin and you're looking you're looking at consulting and you did parkour parkour up oh. what vp for that, that's mine <laughs> oh sorry sorry Kathleen, sorry, my bad. <laughs> I'm looking, I'm looking at the wrong, a wrong uh, LinkedIn. I'm sorry, I'm Zabao on this day already. Okay, so okay, let's talk about. Apparently, it's your hustle. My bad. Um, <laughs> consulting, and you did parkour. Yeah. What the fuck? Are you kidding me? So you did, you studied in UP. Yeah. And you go to school parkouring. <laughs> That's a funny story, actually. Okay. Um, wow. It started out, uh, I set up an event with a parkour okay. Wing Chun expert okay. and some other martial artists. What? And uh, the parkour took off. Parkour took off. The uh, one we invited actually was um, Parkour Philippines. So the, the head was um, Flynn C, mm. who I think is um, the brother of Jeffrey from Galleon. No Bay. way! Yeah, Are you kidding me? Shout out to Jeff. We've had uh, uh, him on the show to talk about uh, the hustle after getting acquired yeah. uh, a couple episodes back. Okay, so after this, um, you did internships and whatnot, and you did Harvard Project for Asian International, International Relations. Well, did you ever think that you will ever be an entrepreneur growing up? Um, 
No, not really. Okay. It wasn't really encouraged. Okay. Um, because? Because we, as a Chinese family, we're always running after stability. Really? And, you know, uh, having a good paying job. Parents want their kids to be stable. They want them to do well. Because I've had exposure into some Chinese raised families, fam- or kids as well, yeah. that were exposed to entrepreneurship early, like them helping out and whatnot. Or this is another flip side of people wanting to have stability over... Well, being um, risk averse I mean the, risk takers the Chinese version of entrepreneurship and the Silicon Valley definition is okay. two different things mm-hmm. the Chinese businesses want to focus more on profitability cash flow a cash flow yep. uh, they see things as more of an immediate and it's a lot of trust based relationship Absolutely. so communicating in terms of trust yeah. Silicon Valley sees it as creating the next unicorn yep. or the going next big or go home Pegasus yes. I think that's the key word now yep. it's not even a unicorn anymore yeah. there's a name to it <laughs> and whatnot. Okay. Now, before we continue with your journey, I want to talk to Shao. Oh, now I'm looking at the right stuff. I'm sorry. <laughs> I made you parkour, bro. My bad. It's all right. <laughs> you were you studied in Singapore. Yeah, I'm okay. Singaporean. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Bakute is life, as I always say to always. any Singaporean. That's a song. Fight is life. That's it what is. it is. All right. But how did you? You know, grow up and in, in, in the how is it growing up in Singapore, given that this is one of the most you know looked up to countries in terms of education. How is that coming? Or how did the entrepreneurship thing come into to to dawn into your life? Uh, it didn't in okay. terms of growing up. Okay. I mean, Singapore is looked up to in terms of education, but it's also famous for. Uh, being extremely stressful and yeah. killing off any ideas that don't follow the set yep. pattern. Yeah. So education didn't really help me there. Okay. Uh, it was really only similar to Kathleen in the sense of uh, get a good job, okay. follow the standard path, don't get off it. Got it. Yeah. But you did serve in you know the, the cadet forces, our, the armed forces. Yeah. You did. Yeah, that's complex. Now, I want to talk about this because this is a stark difference to how Philippines does it. Mm. It's optional now, whereas before ROTC was was you know you know enforced until people fucked fucked it up yeah. and, and whatnot. <laughs> but I want to understand because in any type of hustle per se, discipline is important. Mm. Having to go through this, where it's not even a choice, you have to go through this. Mm. What are the things you learn, and what was that experience coming out of that? You know, as the, that you can apply to life. I think the first thing that is inculcated is that um, it's really your responsibility to take care of it. So usually um, the first thing you go in there is this is basically ours. We need to defend it. We need to protect it. So that's the basic thing. And from then on, that's basically the why in terms of all the other things that follow in terms of responsibility and so on and so forth. Wow. But the main thing was really about having to step up Right, yeah. you go from a civilian life into transition that, into military. Yeah, and that's what well, that's. I feel that that's what's lacking. Mm. However, when you go through this, there's a proper structure and also discipline among your leaders. Mm. The stark difference with somehow sometimes I'm not generalizing. Sometimes Filipinos abuse that. In ROTC, that's why there's hazing. I'm pretty sure there's always some a version of that somewhere, but. 
you know, when you have command responsibility and you don't have the ability to actually follow and make sound decisions just because you have to follow the chain of command, that's where things fall apart. I and that's my opinion again. I, Take actually, it with a grain of salt. Actually it's it's a it's pretty different now in the army. Okay. So people traditionally think that the army is the general makes the decision everybody else follows. Got it. Uh, that's the olden army where they line up on the battlefield and charge. Right. The modern army is basically broken down into smaller squads. Okay. Uh, each squad leader is in charge of six to seven men. Wow. And you have the perimeters of what you can or cannot do. Got it. But what you do and the decisions you make is highly localized. So that's really relevant in terms of startups. Right. Because um, in, in a big company, people always expect people tell you stuff right but if in your in that small area that you do control you have, a, have, have autonomy yeah you right. you know you need to have responsibility yeah because you know, people die if you don't if you make the wrong decision absolutely yeah. that's that's absolutely that's why this one stuck out the most because just two 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 practices that get you this that type mm. of discipline i believe is always the army experience and sports Okay. Sports also gives you that mm. type of discipline that, hey, we're co- playing for a common goal. We're mm. playing to win, responsibility, and the hustle they have to put in and whatnot. After this, um, you went, what did you do next? Uh, before before you, uh, because you went to Uganda at one point. <laughs> wow, this is, this is a lot of exposure for you. Yeah, that was basically uh, a sort of vacation trip in a sense. Got it. Yeah. Um, but still, the stuff you learn from going to from an Asian environment when everything is chicken rice or whatnot or bakute and you go to an extremely different place, you know, uh, what would you learn on that trip? To be honest, um, people all over the world basically have the same needs. I mean, we have different contexts, we have different situations, but essentially people are the same in terms of people respond to their environments. If you put them in an environment where it's a mindset of deprivation, where it's, I have to follow the rules, people behave that way. And if you really want to break out there, it takes a lot of strength. So Mm. it doesn't matter whether you're in Uganda, you're in the Philippines or in Singapore, people tend to conform to their environment, which means if we want to change people's behavior, we need to change the environment as well. And we need to change the people around them. Yeah, so that's basically what I realized. It's pretty similar in terms of basically everything I did. Uh, You don't get people to do, you don't get people passionate about something by forcing them to doing something or paying them more money. You do that by changing the influence factors around them, the people they talk to, how they're being talked to, um, basically how they work together to get to the goal. Yeah. Got it. Absolutely. Yeah. That's, that, that sounds absolutely correct. Now, Kath, I ha- going back to you, did you do any prior hustle before uh, Ruma Rocket? I'll call it Ruma so it sounds cool. <laughs> <laughs> or Ruma Rocket. How, uh, what was R- that for you? R was actually really good. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, actually, uh, I did some work with the UN in 2012. UN, United Nations. Yeah. Wow. Okay. What did you do for the UN? Um, the focus was more of um, how they could use an early form of machine learning to detect what? where um, earthquakes were likely to happen. What did you even take up? I'm now curious. How <laughs> did you able to uh, get to know all this stuff? Because I'm in chat. I'm in AI. Yeah. Chatbot. This is not an easy cakewalk. <laughs> People think like, oh, I'm just easy. I'll just chat POL. Oh, yeah, you can create one. But if you're trying to create a fucking machine model that yeah. actually learns and actually self-trains, especially in ML, ML module, good luck. 
<laughs> this was early in the game prior to this being mainstream. Yeah. How were you able to do that? Uh, the UN actually had a group of highly advanced scientists, mm-hmm. and uh, they were using um, organic models developed on MATLAB at that time. Right. Um, in terms of the the modeling, of course, it took a longer period of time to get mm. it right. Okay. But uh, the patterns were already there in 2012, Got and it. they were using it for disaster preparedness in wow. Thailand. Yeah. What? That's crazy. Is this UNDP that um, you did? Because I've, I've come exposed to that group that does disaster preparedness or disaster awareness even. Uh, and UN, or is this a totally different uh, group? Uh, totally different. Wow. Okay, so from that point, what led to Rumor Rocket? Basically, um, my field was in communications uh, research. So, in terms of the college, we were the only people who had math. What? (laughs) Okay. Uh, So, basically, what I realized was, hey, these machine learning models can be plugged into communication processes to understand behavior. Got it. So, I drafted the thesis around that. And what happened was my professor told me it didn't make sense and to repeat uh, uh, it. Wow. So, um, what did you do? I mean, did you feel like, oh, that's bullshit, Prof? Sorry. Um, <laughs> I emailed a professor from MIT and uh, a machine learning graduate student from Stanford to actually look at it further and see where we could take it. Wow. And How did you even get to know, you know these people? Because these are not just random people. Or did you research through? Um, you know them, right? Uh, I just emailed them. Wow. But how did you get the email? That's creepy. Uh, well, some of it is available on websites. Okay. The other is... <laughs> just Google that girl. There you go. Uh, okay. And then the other is uh, through Startup Canada. Startup who Canada. helped me grow the company. That's so, amazing. So I basically applied for something in Startup Canada. And then okay. they were like, oh, this is interesting. We'll connect you with the right experts. Wow. And basically that thesis proposal was the uh, root of what we have today in Rumor Rocket. Before we take our first, yeah. first break, why did you name it Rumor Rocket? Um, I see it more as um, when people say rocket or hustle here in the Philippines, there's a negative connotation to Absolutely. it. Absolutely. We call it yeah. hustle shaming. I don't fucking understand it, right? Yeah. It's so annoying because just because I'm fucking working harder than you, yeah, you know, and also there's a flip side to this. It's called hustle porn. <laughs> hustle porn is like you're fucking creating this, 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 this whole persona that you're hustling but you're actually just taking fucking pictures and you're yeah. really not hustling because yeah. the people that truly hustle don't even have time for this okay so going back to hustle shaming there's a negative connotation just yeah. because someone's doing their extra shit why it's because uh, we like to glorify the right way of doing things which is what is the right way go to a good college get a good education get a good job get uh, your masters live happily ever after and that is not even the right way that's fucking propaganda <laughs> stuck into your head because that's what education teaches yeah. you they never teach you financial literacy they never teach you risk taking they never teach you people skills that actually yeah. are applicable 
towards business. That's very true. So Ruma Rocket for me is a word about those kinds of people. People who don't follow the standard path and people who still achieve success because in spite of not following what society dictates. And I say Ruma, which is like in process. Right. It's something that never finishes. Yep. At the end of the day, it's about the journey. It's not about the outcome. Okay. And for me, Ruma Rocket are the people who take that journey headfirst and they're happy with it. Amen. All right, let's take our first break. And when we come back, I'd like to know how you actually work together. Because you shall eventually just join in yeah. uh, through this. Yeah. And yeah. pretty sure you... Let's talk about the struggles uh, behind the hustle. But let's talk about that more after the break. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey guys, I have a very, very exciting opportunity I want to share with you guys. If you're a B2B startup founder, listen up. Your ticket to growth is here. Introducing Impact24, the Philippines' largest B2B SaaS challenge. Calling all startups in their pre-launch, pre-seed, or seed stages. This is your chance to accelerate your growth. Submit your pitch to Impact24 and get ready for a 10-week intensive program to elevate your solution. What's in it for you? How about up to 500,000 pesos in MVP project support, exclusive credits from industry partners, personalized mentoring, and a shot to pitch at SASCON PH, the country's biggest SAS conference this April. But yo, you gotta hurry up because submissions close on January 26, 2024 already. Don't miss out on this opportunity to take your startup to new heights. Apply now at saschallenge.ph. That's saschallenge.ph. And good luck and I'll see you guys in Impact 24. Hey hustlers, let's take a quick break from the episode to talk about a big mistake I did early in my own hustle as a startup founder. And that's going all in on my startup without having any other source of income. Now you might say that's weird because we talk about going all in a lot in this podcast. But allow me to tell you what exactly happened to me early on. Back in my first startup called Party File, I resigned from my day job thinking that I'm going to get funded when I started winning pitching competitions. Because I thought I was going to get funded very soon. But the reality is, it took me three years to get funded, and I was very broke during that time. And just because I wanted to go all in, I didn't take any side hustle. And the bad thing was, I was dependent on my startup for my survival while I was trying to grow. So I ended up getting a lot of bad deals because I was desperate. 
So in my next startup, which is ChatbotPH, I made sure that I'm not gonna make the same mistake. So I got into the art of freelancing. By making enough money on the side to make ends meet, it allowed my startup to flourish and get acquired in just 12 months after I put it up. But that wouldn't happen if I didn't get paid on time. And there's one product that I relied on heavily to get paid easily, and it's Payoneer. Payoneer saved me from a lot of hassle because it's the fastest way to get paid, especially if you're doing freelancing. And the cool thing about it is that it goes straight to your bank account, so you don't have to worry about your money getting stuck in a wallet somewhere. So whether you're a freelancer, e-commerce seller, digital marketer, or any hustler that requires B2B payment, I highly recommend that you use Payoneer to get your money. So register now and go to Payoneer.com or download the Payoneer app on the App Store or Google Play. Alright, let's get back to the show. And we're back from the break. We're still with Kathleen and Xiao of Rumor Rocket. Okay, now before the, the break, y'all, y'all, y'all told me already how... You, the the essence of why what what the etymology of rumor rocket oh, yeah. was. Now let's talk about the first version MVP because you came from uh, MV again uh, a science background. Did you ever have any business background prior to this? Because you know eventually, especially at first time entrepreneurs, yeah. we have some skills, but we don't have a lot of skills. And then life hits you hard, or startup life hits you hard and makes you realize, oh shoot, I'm so inadequate. I have to learn so many things. And who do I approach? What did you do to create the first version? So the first version, uh, we had a PHP developer working uh, full time. So you built it on PHP. Yeah. Was this a paid dev or a co-founder? A co-founder. Got it. And basically, he spent like a month or two developing um, a hustle site uh, for freelancers. So what's the value proposition before? Uh, The value proposition was something like uh, go beyond work, look for your side hustles. So sort of like a Fiverr, sort of like a... Upwork site, sort of. Yeah, something okay, got like it. that. And uh, we decided, oh, we have an investor who's highly supportive of us. You did have inv- investors already from the get-go? Uh, after Startup Weekend, yeah. What? Oh, so you joined Startup Weekend. This was your pitch. And then we got an investor. Wow, that is amazing. Okay, that's... Uh, that, but how, if you don't mind, was it a significant amount or good enough to really start, start things out? It was... Good enough to really start things out, Got and it. this was the angel investor who's still supporting us. Wow, up to today. that is amazing! Yeah. Good job. Okay, now I have a question in terms of the component of the team. Okay, you said you had a dev. Yeah, you're you. You're the scientist. You're the you're the you're, you're the head and the heart behind this. Did you have any other people behind you? We had five co-founders. Five! Wow, so. you're like the fucking Power Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> Which ranger are you? The yellow one or the pink one? Okay. But oh. why did you have five? What were you guys doing? We all met on Startup Weekend uh, and said, okay, let's continue this idea. Oh my God. Wow, that's amazing. So, five, and then you created, what happened next? We had a fancy lunch event in Makati. <laughs> okay. And we're like, after this launch, it's going to grow. Right. <laughs> People think that, you know, I just create a product and this is going to fly. So and what yeah. happened? Um, it flopped. Flopped. What define flop? 
Okay. Uh, flop. Nobody signed up. Everybody was like, um, okay, that's right. interesting. Okay. Um, and then what happened was four co-founders left, you leaving were left me alone. and the investor. Wow. How was that? How did that feel? So this is, I had similar instances, yeah. but I was always in my first mind, I was always a Chuck Norris, <laughs> where I couldn't find co-founders yeah and the first co-founder i got also left me but sat on my equity and whatnot for you when you got your co-founders and you let they left you did they sit on the equity as well no so you didn't give them equity they didn't have an equity agreement finalized oh good thing (laughs) at least you have all all the whole whole pie with you still so how did that feel? So this is uh, this is very profound because a lot of people go through this, but not a lot of people actually talk about this. Where um, how does it feel having the Power Rangers and all of a sudden you're the Lone Ranger? The thing is, uh, my mom taught me very early on how to deal with things like this. Okay. Um, I actually failed a grade in elementary school and my mom basically went to me and she said when you have failures like this you have a choice Um, you can either run away into something else or you can face it because when you think about this failure it's temporary so the next year I was an honor student but there you go boom <laughs> <laughs> see mama I'm gonna fight this bitch okay alright for me I, I experienced it younger okay. and I, I got the pattern it's like you just keep on you just persist okay. and you know it's not if you really believe in what you're doing it's not something that um, disappears quickly I've Absolutely. been I've been doing it for five years. And yep, congratulations. My commitment has changed several right. times, how I feel about the company. Yep. But what's never changed is um, the reason I'm doing this. And it's mm. always been um, sort of like a guiding star for me. Yep. When when I'm down, it's why am I doing this? I'm doing this because I believe in it. So That is amazing. Okay, so you... Pick yourself up. What were the things you did? Because a lot of listeners of, of this podcast, yeah. especially in Startup PH, again, doing this for my sense of purpose is trying to pay it forward. Yeah. Because I'm fucking investing my own time and I'm yeah. running two companies at the same time. But I'm doing this because yeah. someone told me, my mentor, Joji yeah. Azurin, to pay it forward. Yeah. And I'm trying to live by that in this way wherein a lot of people also listen and probably a lot of people have to go through what you de- you had to go through yeah. losing their co-founders this is a common thing especially in the early first time entrepreneurs mm-hmm. how did you pick yourself up what were the first things you you did um, I basically went back to the investor to okay. update about what happened. Okay. And then uh, I consolidated the business plan okay. and um, sent an application to an accelerator program in Shanghai. Okay, what's the name of the accelerator program? China Accelerator. China accelerator. Wow, yeah. with William Baobin. Yeah. William. What up? Shout out William Balbing. It, right. it wasn't William then. It was Todd, Emily. Okay. But William came in a few months later. Got it. All so right. that's kind of the environment I grew up in, Shanghai. So you went alone. 
Uh, yeah, I went with two other developers. Okay, and uh, they were on your payroll or co-founders? Uh, payroll. God. Okay, so yeah. you and two developers. two minions. Okay, as developers. All right, mm-hmm. and how did that change? So the first version didn't think. What was the value? Did you do a pivot at this time now? Uh, we did a, a bit of a pivot to okay. focus more on the recruitment aspect. Recruitment. So less. Um, hustle more on helping companies find the right fit. Dude, it's so hard to get that done. Again, shout out to our shout out to you. I'm not trying to put it, but I, I get that through my platinum sponsor, Caliber. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, no, I get quality people. Yeah. And I was hating on Paul back yeah. then before. It's like, dude, you're all fucking flared. Just talk so much. But <laughs> dude, I get both my teams in Chatbot PH and yeah. uh, Podcast Network. Came from Caliber, so oh, shout out awesome. to you. Then, okay. So with recruitment as the center, what did you build, and how did Xiao come along? I'm just very curious. How did you guys meet up from from oh, when well, South China Sea was right in, in between you? How did that happen? <laughs> it's right. a long, long story. Okay, but, well, uh, we have a long, long time to talk about <laughs> it, so it's all good. So we, Shanghai happened. What did you do there? Uh, Shanghai was exciting. Suddenly, we were playing on a whole different ball game. Yeah, everybody was into the hustle, and yes. then you had to submit uh, a requirement for the accelerator every week, and we wow. kind of got into that. Like, okay, what were the startups in there? Because Roland Ross of Kumu, yeah, always talks about this. Like, dude, you should see what the fuck they're, they're building in China, what we have here, and what they have in Silicon Valley. Ain't got none on China. Oh. Is that true? Um, in 2013 and 2014, uh, drones were a thing in China. Already? Yeah. It what? took us 2017, 2018 for drones to start uh, growing here. Five years ahead. Yeah. For, uh, 4G Perfect. was a thing. Uh, what? It, wireless <laughs> internet plans. Um Basically, people were moving really fast. You could feel it with how they were innovating, how they were growing. It it was fast-paced. It was exciting. QR codes were being used to pay already? Uh, QR codes and scanning. Exactly. We're here. It's just getting picking up. Yeah. We're packing five years behind, guys. <laughs> again, shout out to PayMy for for learning again. Uh, I'm just, but, yeah. yeah, but the whole thing was exciting. We got there. caught up in the flow of um, of finding a large investor. Uh, you did getting, find another investor. Yeah. Wow! So we got the SOS Ventures uh, nice. funding, but uh, that was kind of the second failure. We were able to get a lot of clients, but we were not able to establish a strong product market fit or a strong uh, presence where we were operating why did you say that because I mean if you get the money then that's already a validation of trust um, actually we had to wait for the money to come in because uh, the documentation incorporation papers needed to be pushed out and you incorporated where in Hong Kong okay okay pray for um, Hong Kong yeah, heart, I'm heartbroken with what's going on there. You know, Definitely. it's a complex yeah. problem now. Okay, so yeah, you've incorporated in Hong Kong, and we had to wait for the documents to go through for the money to come in. Okay. So within that time, we didn't uh, maintain the momentum so well. So okay. we we lost a lot of interested clients. We oh. weren't able to personalize in time. I wasn't able to pay the salary of the two devs who were wow. working under me. So they had to fly back to the Philippines. 
Um, I basically sunk into a depression where I contemplated just ending it all because I was literally uh, getting all the coins of what we had in Shanghai with the in- initial investment from China's accelerator just to buy like one mi- meal a day in Family Mart. And basically it got to the point where um, I only had enough for a flight back to the Philippines or to pay the rent that I had for the apartment we were lease, uh, renting out in Shanghai. And basically uh, at that time I basically sat uh, in front of a window and contemplated, uh, should I end it here? And oh my God. Wow, thanks for sharing that, first of all. It's it's very brave of you uh, to do that, but you're, you're here. It's you didn't um, jump. Unless you jumped and you fell like a cat. And <laughs> <laughs> you fell okay. Like, all right, because cats can uh, fall seven yeah. floors and they'll be all right. Unless you tell me you have cut reflexes, then okay. So. It's uh, something where the weight changed because at that point it was heavier than the first time. And I, I didn't know if I had enough in me to go on. But what I did was I took the flight back. And I How did you step back? Because you're already at the crosshairs. Yeah. Those are very dark thoughts that a lot of entrepreneurs go through, by the way. This is not, again, it's not taboo. Yeah. Because a lot of people, that crossed my mind, but I said, first of all, we're just on the second floor. I probably won't die. (laughs) 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 It's not high enough, right? But yeah, this is absolutely correct. And a lot of people, for sure, who are listening to this now can empathize to this. How did you pick yourself up again one last time, take the step back and, you know, take the big L, I guess, so and then the, start again? That was in uh, early 2014. Yeah. I came back to the Philippines, spent three months just waking up uh, at night, uh, going to sleep in the mornings, and basically... Uh, I was in a bit of a catatonic state. Um, The debtors were calling. They needed me to pay them back immediately. And I I think at some point during the three months, it it snapped. I realized that I couldn't continue um, in the process of doing this for the rest of my life. Yeah. So I got up and I picked up the phone and started calling people, clients, investors, partners, just to set it all up again. And then uh, we got an opportunity to be part of the Kairos Society in Los Angeles. In LA? Why are you getting all these awesome (laughs) shit? (laughs) People fucking kill just to be part of shady shit here. No, really, because one of the key things about Kathleen is she dares to ask. A lot of people in the Philippines think, oh, there's nothing in the Philippines. Okay, I'm not going to do things. Uh, yeah, send an email to an MIT professor. It's there. Do it. Ask. <laughs> there's right. people in Shanghai looking for great investments in Southeast Asia. Ask. Right. Well, you don't ask, you don't well, get what it. What I realize is uh, most people have a mindset that reflects their environment. Um, I'm from the Philippines, so I behave in the Philippine environment. I'm a Philippine company. What I realized early on was it's easier if you look at it from a global mindset 
I'm a global company. I'm a global entrepreneur. I have to compete on a global standard. So things like small things like that, and how you act on it, it it matters a lot. Absolutely, that's beautiful. Okay, so you got into this Kairos. Um, what was that accelerator incubator? Yeah. Was that okay? Uh, now again, you had that. You had debt. You had paper trail behind you. How did um, you pick yourself up? And how did Shao come into the ta- to the table? How did you get meet this guy? Uh, Shao comes in at part three. Part we're, three. We're, okay. We're at about part two. <laughs> okay. Okay. Part two. What is part two? Okay. So part two was uh, we, I was able to pay back uh, a lot of the loans from the help of our first investor. We were able to build traction with some of the existing clients, including set up a few case studies in China and Hong Kong. Wow. So uh, things were looking good. I was flying into Shanghai for a few weeks to finalize the original investment and okay. then going to LA. What? That yeah. is amazing. That's crazy. This is a if this is not does not inspire you because they always say this, right? Yeah. There's there's unicorns, centaurs, and whatnot, but there's no shame in being a cockroach startup for now. We're we're a proud flying cockroach. There you go, <laughs> because cockroaches cannot be killed. Yeah. I thought I did that with Party Foul. Yeah. We were an eight year living yeah. cockroach, but eventually we died. Uh, There's a big chinelas that that killed us. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but okay, how did you now LA? How was how was there another pivot that you did? Uh, no, we just won a competition that uh, resulted in an investment from 500 startups. You got invested on Dave McClure and 500 yes. startups. Wow. Okay, that's awesome. I so, also got invested on by 500, yeah. but here the Durians Fund. So basically, yeah. they took a look at the value proposition and then they said, okay, we're doubling our investment from 50 to 100K US. What? That's crazy. Oh, my God. <laughs> so Now I, I know why you keep winning. The Startup World Cup was just chicken for you because you were getting all these things from the US. <laughs> and again, what I love about you said what you said is it's a global perspective. Yeah. Right? So, okay, what did you do after you got the 100K? Uh, so the SOS guys quickly closed the investment. We were able to close within a month. Wow. Where previously it took us almost uh, a year and a half. Uh, the money was in the bank. I was ready to set up office. Uh-huh. And basically, um, I hired a few people. And um, Xiao was one of the first hires in Singapore. Uh, how did you meet Xiao? Because... Again, you're in LA, you're in Philippines. How did you meet this guy in Singapore? Would you go to Singapore and whatnot? Because another Filipino mindset, and I'm also guilty of this a lot, is that I need to meet and feel so- someone else. You're out there making calls to people you haven't seen in the other side of the world. Yeah. And you got their trust. Yeah. I cannot do that. I need to be able at least to, number one, speak. Because yeah. that's my hustle. Yeah. I, I don't have a typing game. I type the way I talk, so it's all very informal. So anybody that knows me, I said, yeah, you know, that it's fucking weird. Uh, so but how do you get Xiao? So my investor and uh, Miss Maui Arroyo from AIM, shout out to shout her. Shout out to Maui. I think I know her. I just don't remember how, but yeah, I do, right? Uh, they all they said something that they observed about me early on, okay. which is, um, Kathleen, you have such an innocent face and an innocent manner okay. that anybody you meet can help but um, help you. Okay. <laughs> That's your charm. 
Me, yeah. I look shady as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's complete opposite. Like, oh, this guy's gonna fucking con me again. <laughs> so, so they said, like, uh, you you have to understand what makes you a feeling, and okay. then basically, Shao was introduced by one of our advisors, and he said, Shao uh, is somebody who doesn't mind getting his hands dirty, grow uh, right. doing the the work needed to grow it in Singapore. So mm. he's somebody who you can train to be uh, head in Singapore. Got it. So why Singapore? This is a very competitive landscape with very big competitors. So Shao, what did you first do when you came in? Well, uh, context for that, I just came off the back of a not very successful startup. Okay. Uh, Were you co-founder? No. Okay. Uh, but basically was looking to, how do I say? Make it such as rental for garages. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that wasn't so successful. And yeah. after that, I chose to do the traditional route. You know, which is uh, get, go into a company, okay. get a job. It was terrible. Or the normal thing. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was terrible. Yeah. You didn't like it. It was terrible. And it, right. Uh, they did offer me a full time job with higher pay, but I was like, no way, man. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And then I wouldn't I'll, be surprised if I see you drunk under the bridge in Clark Key. That's basically. <laughs> 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 yup, that was him. <laughs> There you go. Then but, along mm-hmm. comes Kathleen uh, with this very, very different mindset. So like I mentioned, she wasn't saying, oh, I'm going to do something for the Philippines. I'm not going to do something for Singapore, which is right. at that time was 2014, 15. Right. Everybody was like, oh, we are going to be the Uber for Southeast Asia. Something yeah, for yeah, yeah. She, Big talk. Yeah. Big talk. So Kathleen right? came in and said, I'm just going to change. I'm going to be the one who changes the world. <laughs> not that I'm not going to follow someone else. Right. Yeah. So that's basically how I got started wow. with Rumor Rocket, uh, mainly doing sales awesome. to begin with. Yeah. All right. Let's take another break and then let's come back. Let's continue now to the part current three. version, part three. <laughs> well, let's do that more after the break. Hey, Hustlers, it's time to talk business once again, and we're excited to share a bit more info about our sponsors, Sprout Solutions. And again, just like what I said at the start of the episode, you should check out Sprout's Payroll Starter as you grow your own startup. Because this bundle that they have is literally what you need to take your startup to the next level as you grow your employees. And this bundle is your key to freedom, including payroll outsourcing to experts, a subscription to timekeeping and attendance software, and government compliance services. Sprout's Payroll Starter has you covered for payroll, BIR, SSS, and taxes. All the stuff that no founder loves to do. So let Sprout handle the busy work and say goodbye to lines and tax payment stress. All this for as low as 5,000 pesos. Again, that's just 5,000 pesos all in for your payroll and HR needs. So visit sprout.eh payroll-starter-monthly-5k or again, just click the link in the description box of this episode to elevate your business management game. And again, big thank you to Sprout Solutions for liberating your time for what truly matters. Hey Hustlers, wish there was an easy way to open a bank account and grow your money without the hassle of lengthy application process and income documents? Well, I got good news because today's sponsor, Uno Digital Bank, is here to help you achieve your financial goals. You can easily open an account with the Uno app in just five minutes and one valid ID. And as one of the six digital banks licensed by the Banco Central ng Filipinas, the company is committed to providing customers with simpler, better, and more accessible banking. 
Last year, Uno Bank was recognized by the Asia Banking and Finance Awards and bagged the title Open Banking Initiative of the Year due to the success of its partnership with Gcash, one of the Philippines' leading mobile wallet platforms. And with the Uno mobile app, you can access an hashtag UnoReady savings account and enjoy daily interest crediting. With their hashtag UnoEarn or hashtag UnoBoost time deposit accounts, you can enjoy a high interest rate of up to 6.5% per annum. Enjoy monthly payouts with hashtag UnoEarn and flexible tenors with hashtag UnoBoost. Other app features include pay bills, the Uno Virtual Debit MasterCard, life insurance, scan and pay with QRPH, and phones. And the one thing that I really love about Uno Digital Bank is they're open to collaborate with a lot of Filipino startups. I've had a chance to see the partnerships that they've had lined up with the startups that they have, and it's truly exciting to see how a digital bank like Uno can enable startups to unlock the power of fintech through digital banking. So if you're ready to elevate your banking experience, download the Uno mobile app today from the Google Play Store or App Store. Or if you want to collaborate with them, I'll be happy to give you an intro. Just shoot us an email at hello at huffleshare.com. Hey, hustlers, I hope you're having a great 2024 so far. As you know, a lot of startups had a very challenging 2023, and hopefully things are going to do better this year for a lot of us. Not just because it's the year of the dragon, but also because our sponsor, Dragon Pay, is here to help your startups process payments in the most efficient way. Established in 2010, Dragon Pay empowers businesses of all sizes to accept and disperse payments through secure and convenient channels giving your customers the flexibility to choose the payment method that suits them best. With over 85 partner channels, 35,000 partner branches nationwide, including QRPH, e-wallets, crypto, buy now, pay later, and many more. They also process an astonishing 15 million transactions processed globally each month. Dragon Pay is your trusted choice for online payments. And here's something to show you how legit Dragon Pay is. Dragon Pay was named Fintech of the Year at last year's Philippine Fintech Festival in 2020. So let's make 2024 extra prosperous for you and your startup in this year of the Dragon. For more details, head on over to dragonpay.ph. That's dragonpay.ph. Trust the pioneer, trust Dragon Pay. Hey there, hustlers. What's up? My name is Ryan, one half of the Generation Gap, the podcast. I co-host the show with Pinky Aceron. She's the girl that tells you the subscriber cannot be reached. Please try again later. That's actually a horrible impersonation of her voice. Anyway, if you want to hear funny commentaries about the differences between this generation or that generation, in our case, it's the Baby Boomer and the Gen Zer or Edger, listen to our show. It's called the Generation Gap, the podcast, and you can follow us on social media at GenGapPH. And while you're at it, make sure to visit www.podcastnetwork.asia so that you'll also know all the other shows under the network. Keep on hustling. The Generation Gap Podcast with Pinky and Ryan. Hey guys, before we go back to the last part of the show, I'd like to share with you something that allowed me to build the amazing teams that I work with, both in Chatbot PH and in Podcast Network Asia. You see, the best way to improve your chances of your startup to become successful is your ability to recruit the right talent to build your core team. I mean, there's a saying that culture eats strategy for breakfast. 
But the thing is, you can't create great culture if you don't have great people. Now, I was fortunate enough to get this tool that allowed me to find the best people that I needed in my startups. And it's none other than Caliber. Now, the amazing thing about Caliber is they don't just give you random people that apply for your job positions because they have the technology to properly screen and match the right people for the right roles. So you won't have to waste your time interviewing people that's not even gonna make it. And trust me, just like how I built my teams, Caliber will be able to give you top-notch talent. Heck, even my interns all come from Caliber and I'm all very happy because majority of them are productive and end up being full-time employees. So remember, you can't find A-list players in a B-list platform. So just go to Caliber.com now and go to contact us and indicate the code HUSTLESHARE in the subject line to get an instant discount when you subscribe to the recruitment platform. Again, that's HUSTLESHARE and go to Caliber.com slash contact us. All right, let's get back to the show. And we're back from the break. We're here for the part three. Oh, huh? There it is. We're with, still with Xiao and Kath of Rumor Rocket. So now you're both together. You came off of a, the main job, per yeah. se, a, a traditional job. How did this click? Because, you know, you saw, you told, you, you told him that you're going to be changing everything. You're going to be the mother of dragons. You're going to break the wheel, <laughs> you know? Daenerys style and you're, here, come, here comes this guy who's also going to hustle in Singapore but why Singapore? It's very competitive So uh, Singapore is considered the HR capital of Southeast Asia mm. uh, So if you succeed in Singapore it's easy to propel to other markets You went for uh, the hardest first Yeah, Got well it. pretty much and, yes. then, and then I realized uh, I fell into a trap that a lot of um, entrepreneurs with resources get into What is it? It's basically uh, you think you can just throw money at the problem and then it's gonna fix itself. Got when it. reality is, there's a lot of systemic challenges that need to be solved mm-hmm. when moving towards a path of uh, making a company profitable. Got it. And so, what are those things? Uh, one of that is uh, really product market fit. Okay. And the second one is when you do a product market fit, you have to be consistently adding value to the client. But the client thesis and the investor's thesis is often completely different. Yeah. So um, at that time, the SoftBank model was the one in style. It still hadn't exploded yet. Yep. And investors were like, you need to grow and you need to grow fast. Right. And here's your timeline. 10x within this period, 30x, 50 that's a bubble yeah so um, I was beholden to the investors it's like oh guys you gave me money when I needed it so I was like okay how do I follow the growth trajectory of the investors first you hire people second you get them to do uh, calling in sales third is um, you develop your product dev team uh, you grow it you push out products quickly yep. and um, what happened was um, we tried to do a lot of things at the same time and then pretty soon I was like oh shit we're running out of resources because you made it rain yes <laughs> for, the, for, the, for the sake of fucking growth 
uh, for the sake of growth, and we weren't um, profitable achieving the numbers, yeah. and we weren't profitable. We right. we were working with companies like um, no. Okay. Uh, we, we were working with wow. relatively large companies, yeah. um, but we weren't profitable. Correct. So, it's all for flair, but if you look at your ca- bank account, payroll, you're scratching your head. Yes. Yeah. And then uh, I was basically paying uh, foreign executives like um, thousands of US a month. What? And uh, I wasn't uh, too clear on the value that was being added to the rumor rocket process Absolutely. at the same time. So what wow. happens is we find out our bank accounts empty and I'm like, oh shit. Here we go again. <laughs> Here we go again. Here we go again. So what did you do this time? To, to um, so definitely we sent a notification to the clients. Xiao stepped up a lot during the situation. He was Thank like, God um, for Xiao. Thank yes. God for Xiao and thank God for our other co-founder, Jack. Jack, uh, shout out to you. So how did Jack come into this picture? Oh, now Jack too? was also one of the people we hired at that time. Got it. And uh, he's currently the CTO right now. Nice. Based out of Taiwan, Southeast Asia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At least you got the right guys now. All right. So you stepped up. The cash came from client payments. Uh, what happened was the clients, uh, a lot of them pulled out because they were really unhappy with uh, what we'd been delivering at that point. Wow. So, uh, invest, and we didn't have money, enough money in the bank to make payroll. Right. So, uh, oh, we notified the, uh, the investors and uh, we notified, uh, I set up a talk with the clients. Okay, we'll continue working with you for free uh, and until we fix this and and wow. then uh, it's important for me that we retain the relationship where we're able to grow together. And then a few of them accepted. Some of them said, okay, no, this doesn't make sense right now. Right. So that was our starting point, but we still had no money. Okay. So the investors were like, Kathleen, you need adult supervision. <laughs> wow. Okay, and, and what uh, happened? They were like, um, we're going to throw, uh, I think, 200 or 300K US at you, but uh, you need to be working under somebody. Because previously, they tried to see if uh, it would work if I was not in the company. Okay. So they talked to Xiao, they talked to Jack, and they talked to the others. Um, what would the situation be like if Kathleen weren't in part of the company anymore? Wow. So any um, Did that scare you? It was fair. It was fair because at that time I wasn't doing well mm. and I wasn't um, mentally sound enough to, you know, pick it up. Okay. But basically, Shao uh, and Jack basically said, this is not the company without Kathleen. Wow. So that's kind of why I realized this guys they're co-founders they're not people who should be on the payroll they should have that title because they're the people who are actually you know so what we did was we were able to raise um, a lot of short-term loans and then i basically went back to the investors and i said no i don't think this is a good idea um but we have money to run so we're gonna keep running Got it. So after that, so no more adults in the room. You were the adult. Oh, you oh, were we the were guys. <laughs> uh, to put in in fair check, um, so Kathleen has experience in development, communication, yeah. and the vision. But in terms of business, that's where uh, I became the adult supervision. <laughs> in it. a sense, yeah. Tito Shao, you became Tito Shao. Yeah. There you go. 
So yeah. any business that's Shao now, any product or whatever that's Kath or operations, and then yeah. Jack is the tech. tech. Got it. All right, that's a nice triumvirate. Yeah. You know, isn't that what people always look for? The, the, yeah. the, the great, um, you know, uh, great uniqueness between the team and then a lot of synergy as well. Yeah. So what happened was uh, we were able to take the initial 60,000 US investment okay. and we doubled it in size nice. within one year, about. Uh, we built back up our client base. Uh, nice. We were able to get um, clients who were giving us good feedback. Okay. Um, we w- just want to shout out to uh, Bounty Agro, who there does to go. They're one of our best early adopters in mm-hmm. terms of how quickly they get things and how quickly wow. they... Yeah. Ronald Mascarinas. Yes. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Ronald, I'm also a Shout out to you. <laughs> uh, I'm a big I'm I'm a big basketball fan. Um, yeah. and they're big uh supporters of basketball, Philippine basketball, so shout the, out to the them. Their chicken's amazing. I know, don't make me hungry, I haven't had lunch. <laughs> okay, so, so did you ever do another pivot? Because you're not talking AI. Was that part of the value proposition? Yeah, back then? it okay. was. Uh, what we realized is it wasn't just recruitment. It was the entire talent management Got cycle it. that yeah. needed work. Mm. And the talent management cycle were, were things like succession planning, retention, how you incentivize people. So we built AI models for each of those processes and Got sold it. it as a full suite. To our clients. Okay, wow. So end to end now. End to end. Got it. All right. Now, what's next? So you guys recently just won another one. So I'm not surprised now. Just like ah, startup World Cup. I'm going to San Francisco where you can actually for to go to LA and go to La La Land and whatnot. <laughs> How'd you win that? Because I mean, you guys are just used to. It's not a fluke anymore, right? Where you just come in and just like ah, I'll get this. But what changed now? Um, Was there a change in your demeanor as a as co-founders because of now you you're battle tested, you know how to cope, you know you have sound decision decision making processes, and you're more even healed. Well, what changed now that allows you to? And I'm pretty sure you just just jumped off of. What ba- you did. Basically, we've built around our customers for the last two years, and that has resulted in us growing okay. and uh, a certain stability we were na- never able to get just relying on investments. That's nice. why. The so, real cash flow, care of. Yeah, so I'll jump in here. Okay. Um, it was actually a really hard choice because we made this decision in 2005, six, yeah. The 20s. 16 yeah. about okay. yeah. that was basically when the whole oh, startups need to get multiple rounds of investments become a unicorn very fast model was at yep to make that decision and say we are not going to grow that fast but we're going to focus on actually doing something which our customers want right uh wasn't the most easy decision but also for most startups that i see now uh it's really about providing that value first got it once you have the value the investors will follow Exactly. It's not the other way around. So right. no, yeah. I, I agree. So, especially if you're if you're, yeah. cap, your investors requires capital, mm. yeah. you can raise an angel round. Yeah. Fine, friends and families and super friends. <laughs> because, but don't raise until you get to a certain real milestone, driven by real business cases. Not just I have clients, but they're not paying. 
And that's why I always don't like hearing that. Like, I have a lot of partners, yeah. but I have zero sales. What the fuck are you going to do with your partners? Yeah. Partners ain't sales. Sales is when you have money in the bank. You have yeah. signed contracts and they require you yeah. to pay money. And what we realized uh, on, on that path was um, the whole market was grow as an investment. And what we realized was meaning comes from adding value to the client. Got so it. we decided to focus on that. And we, me, Xiao, Jack, we made the decision together to walk away from the investment money and work to grow organically. That is strong. And kudos to you. Right there. Because that's scary. Yeah. A lot of people are just like, all right, give me your money, I'll bend over backwards. You know, that's that's that takes a lot of fortitude. But you've known better because you've seen it before, yeah. and now you want to do it with a real value proposition. Because business by default isn't isn't that that supposed to, what it's supposed to be? Yeah. The people in Lao Pasat, those people saying you you, you satay in Singapore. You know, they do it and they earn on a daily basis, creating momentum. So that's what sustainable businesses yeah. gain for. All right, let's now pay it forward, okay? Yeah. Uh, you've won the World Cup. Uh, it's Now you've, I love your story, by the way. This is an amazing <laughs> story. And this needs to be heard. So I'm excited that it's going to come out very soon. I have a question in terms of problem solving. Yeah. You've encountered a lot of you know a bevy of problem solving what's your process now or what's your tip for people in that encounter all these big you know uh, insurmountable problems that you think but how's the process now um, the the first thing that I learned is uh, there's no such thing as you're the good guy and the other person's the bad guy mm. people work according to what incentivizes them or what where their interests are so um, a few times I was like oh um, I was angry that the investors would propose um, adult supervision for me but I was like okay I understand where they're coming from and I understand now better how to work around their interests so that's a first rule of negotiation when you talk to people you have to understand where their interests are because um, a lot of the founders and I mean a lot of young people have NPC syndrome where they see it as um, I have inner life but the other people have to be thinking on the same frame as me but that's not what happens empathy that's it put yourself in your own and other people choose yeah the other thing I realize is resilience is less about um, solving things in the moment. It's about learning to feel the pain, but work in spite of the pain. So the emotions are there. They're always going to be there. But how I know I'm um, living something mi- meaningful is because the emotions f- feel strong. And when you fail, it's because... Um, you understood at some point that that feeling of success. So yeah. success or failure, it's just two sides of the same coin. Uh, but if you have, um, if you derive a lot of meaning from what you do, then you you just keep going because it's all the same at the end of the day. That yeah. is beautiful. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm at awe with what you guys are telling me right now. Let's talk about getting help. Mm-hmm. You're in a dark, 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 dark past or dark dark path back then yeah how do you encourage people who are probably in the current rut mm. you know that you were in yeah 
to get help because that's always the hardest part, the first move. Yeah. Right. Especially when you're at that. How would you tell them what to do or what do you suggest them to do? So the funny thing is me and shower talking about it. And what we realize is you can detect people from the pain that they've experienced. How? Um, you, uh, I think you can oh, <laughs> Can you tell my pain? I have an ingrown. <laughs> 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 you know, I have a cringe on my right eye. Like, oh, no, this guy has an ingrown toenail. <laughs> right. No, but what is it? Um, basically, in terms of uh, business pains, <laughs> yeah. Um, when you actually talk to people who have failed before, or who have seen uh, not the, the not pretty and fancy sides about business, you understand really the question they're asking, the logic they have in yeah. assessing. Uh, did you? Do I sound like I had pain? Yeah, you did. Yeah, because ingrown. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking painful, bro. I limp. <laughs> but, but, you know, the, the pain is not something you wish on everybody. Dude, it's like you, let me tell you my pain. Yeah. I lost everything. Mm, yeah. I kept fighting it. I yeah. lost everything. What happened with Party File was yeah. we were running out of cash. Yeah. We had an investor just coming in. Like, I had 20 employees. Yeah. Um, and then there's this party that happened in 2016 yeah. where five people passed away yeah. because of overdose or whatever. One of the five people that passed away yeah. is the investor. My God. Yeah. And we don't, we don't have money. I had to let go of 20 people. Um, we I lost everything. And I didn't go down without a fight. I scrambled and clawed. Yeah. But everything was, the stacks were against, the odds were against me already. Yeah. So I lost everything. But, but the feeling is, uh, we, we had that where we had to face people and they're like, how am I going to pay my rent? How am I going to yep. support Everything. My Even you're, you're shook to the core. Yeah. It's like having an ingrown in your heart. <laughs> <laughs> how would that fucking feel? <laughs> you know, uh, but. But once you've been there, you have that. That's why I feel you yeah. because I get what you mean exactly. Yeah. It's like you, right? you have nothing to lose anymore. You know what yeah. it feels like to hit rock. But I don't want to go back. You don't want to. Yeah. Fuck that shit. <laughs> I'm not going back. That's yeah. why I had a taste. It's yeah. like tasting your own blood. Yeah. Like, hell fucking no. I'm going to do whatever it takes. And I, The worst part is yeah. when you drag people with you. Yes. yes. Yeah. That's that the, is the worst fucking feeling. Yeah. Like they trusted you with their life. They trusted everything and you fucking don't. Letting myself down, I can forgive because I can just, you know, I know I can. But if I drag people with me down to the trenches, yeah, God, the worst fucking feeling. Uh, it, it, it hurts. But yeah. in the moment, you, can, you have to deal with the guilt. You have to move forward. And you have to basically get with the resources you have and just move forward. And only you can help yourself at that point. Agreed. Yeah. So, in terms of getting help, mm-hmm. I, I'm lucky because uh, I've had good people around me a lot. Um, one of the things that helped me a lot was something called emotional regulation. Okay. So, what does that mean? Um, it's not about not feeling. So, some people say, okay, I'm not going to feel this. This is yeah. not matter. Drink alcohol. Fucking yeah. shit. Stupid. It's learning yeah. about how to... 
uh, manage the feeling because when when you feel bad, uh, you you try to understand it and then you let it go and then you move forward. So yeah. re- regulating, uh, not many people can do that, and yeah. that's something that basically took me through all the hard parts of it. Yeah, yeah, that is amazing. Okay, this is one of the most intense one, and I love it because it's real. Last few questions. Um, how do you know you have good people around you? Because everybody has, again, their own agenda and their own incentives to work with you. But um, how do you know? Shall you want to take this on? So how do we know that we have good people around me? Basically, we are, we are looking at the vision. Right? Okay. It's not about you. Okay. <laughs> That's the first thing. What do you want to work towards? Okay. Right? Are the people around you, are all their individual alignments aligned to that goal? Yeah. yeah. So... What happens in some organizations that I've seen is the right. founder has a goal. Everybody else either wants to get paid or go home early or yep. spend time their kids. Their goals are not aligned with that. Right. So as a leader, your job is to find the best skilled people and align their goals with the goal of the company. Right. Um, yeah. One of the ways we do it is really establishing an environment of trust where people feel safe to be vulnerable and people feel safe to fail. So one of the things we do with uh, our team is uh, whenever there's uh, something that needs to be improved, there's no blame that gets passed around. Absolutely. It's really about, okay, how can we fix this? What can we do differently next time? Here's what I learned though. And this is just a scheme through a very recent experience that um, too much trust sometimes depends yeah. also on the character of the people you trust with. Agreed. Because I operate everything. The main component of any relationship I foster, yeah. whether it's life, business, or whatever, are two components, trust and respect. Yeah. And when any of that comes through the window, I cannot work with you. Yeah. Because you know people that abuse trust yeah. have an integrity problem. That's and if I can't trust you, I cannot work with you. That's true. Yeah. So okay. th- there's things like shared values. Yeah. But how do I know that the team is there now? Mm-hmm. That they're a good team? Um, <coughs> I've talked to them personally. Yeah. Um, I know what they're looking for, what they need, and how they see it. And when you talk and you communicate and you work together and you're there for them when they need you, uh, you build that trust. So the team I have now, I see them as the future leaders of And you've been to war with them. Yes. That is beautiful. Last question. Okay. Now, in terms of product market fit, how do you now know? If you have the proper product market, because people like to scale prematurely and they make it rain and then you, oh shoot, the payroll, it's no longer there. Uh, clients were excited when we showed them what we had in the works. Got it. And they were like, okay, when when is this coming out? Oh, Got I need it. this. I need this and then I need this. Got it. So you show it to the client, they get excited. And the second Absolutely. thing that's more important is really okay. you need to understand the environment is changing. Okay. So we had product market fit with our products now. Right. But we know in two years' time that's not going to happen. Okay. So we are already building the products for what's going to be in two years' time. Mm. And that's a really what. Like what China does. Yes. Five years at a time. Yeah. Two years is okay. This is decent. Yeah. Okay. All 
always look at the environment. Okay. So often, uh, when you, when you read a lot and you study the patterns, you see how certain patterns are forming. Like for example, in AI now, uh, most uh, companies are implementing some form of AI already. Yep. But a lot of it is moving towards uh, general purpose reinforcement learning AI yeah. without models yeah. or uh, evolutionary algorithms. Mm. Algorithms that basically learn whenever you provide them a new context. Right. So uh, a lot of those uh, AI implementations, new, exciting, a lot of potential. Right, yeah. absolutely. In, in summary, don't copy people. See yes. what is out there. See what you can make with it. Because yeah. if you copy people, you're always behind the curve. Absolutely. Yeah. If you're following a trend, you're already too late. Yeah. Yeah. It's like what the rappers say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> last, uh, super last question. Mindset. Yeah. How do you now expose yourself? If you're only exposed to a certain environment, how do you expose yourself to have a global mindset? And that's what resonated through me in yeah. this interview with you guys. How do you expose yourself to this, to be woke with a global <laughs> mindset? Uh, a lot of it is really understanding there's no right or wrong answers, but people have different perspectives. Got it. And if you listen and add to th their perspective, to your pool of perspectives, you get a better picture of what the world is like today. So I try to talk to different people, ask them questions, and I'm always um, a beginner. Okay. I don't like to say I'm an expert at anything. I'm not. Probably I'm an expert at failing forward at this point. That is but beautiful. The failing forward is really about learning to learn forward. And for me, um, that's kind of what life is about. Learning forward, failing, enjoying the journey in the process. That is amazing. Yeah. All right. Now, guys, before we wrap this baby up, invite people over. And again, congratulations for your win going to start oh, a World awesome. Cup. Invite people over if they want to stay in touch or they want to buy your products and implement it in their company what do they do um go to www.ruarocket.com sign up for our case study we'll be in touch with you soon oh Tito Shao's uh, got you a limited time offer 300 US a month for oh, our yeah. suite of AI tools and to end oh and there you go and they'll probably even include a free rocket there anyway and we'll see if they make rockets now. <laughs> New Year is coming up. You need some papo talk. Just kidding. <laughs> All right. Before we wrap this baby up again, thanks, Cap and uh, Shao. Before we wrap this baby up, we've, uh, follow us on whatever podcast app, wherever, wherever you get podcasts. But if you're listening through Apple Podcasts, please give us a five star. Come on. We've been around for quite a while now. Give us, because it helps other people find our, our, our podcast as well. And again, for the show notes, go to hustleshare.com. And if you want to get first dibs on what we're going to do next, we're wrapping our, sec our second season already and we have bombs drop in next year on first third season. But go to Hustleshare community on Facebook to check that out. And lastly, don't forget to message us on our chatbot on m.me slash hustleshare. 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 <laughs> Powered by chatbot creation. Again, Kat. And shall thank you very much for that beautiful episode. Thank you. All right, I'll see you guys in the next episode. Peace.